Okay, we're back after an exciting week 13. Uh, we, we, we have everything in place. I feel like I, I, I know now. I know. I know what teams I like. I know what teams I, I, I love. I know what teams that I don't really love. I'm gonna all I'm gonna break that down in my top ten. Not to mind, not to not to forget, college football playoff comes out as well. I'm gonna give you my predictions on that and how I think that will fare. Also, also my weekly top ten, my weekly top ten. I feel like this is gonna be one of my, if not the strongest top ten, because I feel very confident. About this week's top 10. I feel very confident and ecstatic about this week's top 10. Because like I said, it's week 13. We're going to week 4. It's well, week 13 is over. We're going to week 14. And I feel like I know from I know from the elite to the great to the good to the average. I know the contenders and I know the pretenders. Um, Let's go. Uh, who's ready to go on the audio adventure? Let's go. Okay, like I promised, as I promised, as we do this on a weekly basis, if you're not a listener, a regular listener of the pod, we do this every week. We do Isaiah's weekly top 10 teams in the NFL. We have done it since week one. Now it's almost week 14. We have been doing this consistently. I would like to say, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you that, but... We do this consistently. We do this often. Buck up your seatbelts so you can hear my top 10. My top 10 teams going into week 14. Let's go. So, at 10, I have the Bills. At 10, I have the Bills. I think this is a great story for the Bills. They're definitely a wild card team. But I, I, they played. They were dominant against the Cowboys on Thursday on, on Thanksgiving. Good win for them, twenty-six to fifteen. But this is a good story for the Bills. They they know their identity. They know who they are. They don't play outside of that. I rarely see them play outside of that. And I've watched a, a few of their games. They don't play outside of that and their, their identity. They have a young quarterback who is developing. 
but has a lot of skill and I think I think we will I think we will see him develop more and more and grow as time go on. So Bills at 10. At 9 I have the Packers. I feel like we don't still know who the Packers are. Uh, I feel like they're more finesse. They're more finesse in the postseason. I don't know how that works out. Uh, I'm still questionable of Matt LaFleur. I don't know how great of a coach he is. I don't know if he's great at all. He could be, be a good coach. I don't know how... I don't know if Matt LaFleur is a great coach. I don't know how. I don't know if he is. So, I have my questions about them there and the coaching. Green Bay, they, they, Green Bay in, in, in recent years, their play on the road hasn't been well. That is, a, that is a continuous theme for this year. They haven't played well on the road. And that loss against San Francisco came, against, it came on the road. So I got the Packers at nine. I don't really, tr- I don't really trust the Packers at this point. I'm, I don't. Not compared to the, N- the the rest of the NFC teams. Just don't. Packers at nine. At eight, you might find this a little surprising. I have the Patriots at eight. The the Patriots they don't have a, a down the field threat. No, I'm not saying the Patriots can't make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is they have offensive problem issues, and it's on the it's on the receiving core. They have they they can't they can't. I've been saying this for months now. They don't have a guy that can beat you over the top. They don't they they don't have world they don't have world class speed type of guys. They're missing that on their offense. They don't have Chris. Uh, route runners, only route runner that they have is Julia Edelman, and at this point, with a 42-year-old Brady, he's much easier to prepare for and game plan against, and also with a 42-year-old Brady, your receivers gotta be that much better, because Brady, he's, he, I mean, his numbers have looked average, they're average this year, and he has played, quite frankly, average, 18 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 61 complete percentage. It's it's real average for Brady, and I just feel like New England does not have the help at the receiving at the receiving position to help bend and flexible and you know help bend and be and help Brady Brady to be flexible flexible. I'm sorry, they just don't have enough for me. I'm sorry. Um, at seven, the Texans. Um, the Texans at seven. They, the Texans, they don't have a great roster. I watch them for most, I watch a lot of their games. They don't have a great roster. Their coach is okay, but I watch them get outcoached a lot. I watch them get beat down a lot on defense. And Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and DeAndre Hopkins... They just continue to make plays, and that gets them over the top. Is that is that is that gonna win you a Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't think so. But is that good enough to get you to the playoffs and maybe win you a game? Yeah, I think so. I think this is. I think I think that's a formula to win a game in the playoffs. I I I I think so. Um, I don't. I, you know, I think they're a little bit too Deshaun Watson dependent, but. It works. They're seven and f- they're eight and four. 
They came off. They're coming off a big win against New England. Texans at seven. At six, the Vikings. The Vikings, despite the loss on Monday Night Football against Seattle and Russell Wilson at home, first of all, that's no bad loss. That's a good loss. Second of all, Kirk Cousins is not the same Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has elevated his game. Kirk Cousins has elevated his game. I'm going to talk more about that. But I like this roster. This roster is the best. It's part on paper. It's the best in football. They lost Dalvin Cook last night. They had no Adam Thielen. Uh, Stephon Diggs really wasn't on his game like we have. We are accustomed to seeing. So Minnesota, they took a fall last night, and their defense let. I mean, anytime, anytime you let the other team rush for 220 yards. It's going to be hard for you to win. But I still like Minnesota. Minnesota at six. At five? I have the Saints. The Saints at five. Um, They're the NFC version of the Patriots. They're the NFC version of the Patriots. Old quarterback. 40-year-old quarterback. Much easier to game plan for. Don't have explosive weapons on the outside. Now, the thing with New Orleans is they do have Alvin Kamara, who's a game breaker. And they do have Michael Thomas, but he's a possessional type of guy. He's not a guy, he's not a guy that's gonna run that, that runs 4-3. That's gonna run a 4-3. He, he's not he's not that guy. He's a possessional receiver that can make catches in tight windows. But as far as beating somebody down the field, flat out, he can't do it. And he's not going to do it. So they're the NFC version of the Patriots. Uh, but New Orleans is a little bit better offensively because at least they have some weapons. They have somewhat of, of, of some type of weaponry. And New England doesn't have that at all. But Saints at five. I still like this team. At four, I had the Chiefs. Look at that. I had the Chiefs at four. Everybody thought I was hating on the Chiefs. No, I was just waiting on the Chiefs to get healthy. They, the Chiefs are finally healthy. Kansas City got all their dogs back on offense. And looky there. They're playing well on defense. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing well on defense. They've been playing well on defense for the last two, three weeks. Look out. Kansas City is right there. Everybody's talking about New England and Baltimore. Nobody's talking about Kansas City, but Kansas City is right there. They, the Patrick Mahomes, he's still the MVP. He hasn't gone nowhere. I, I like this Chiefs team. Um, they, I got them at four. At three, I still like the Niners. I'm sorry, I have forty. I have, I have San Francisco at three. They played really well against Baltimore, who. Who's been killing and dominating everybody this year? San Francisco, they're a power running football team. I, I love their front seven, but offensively, their makeup is power football. Cal Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan and his in the late 90s with Denver. Terrell Davis and John Elway. John Elway didn't start winning Super Bowls till he got Terrell Davis. Power running football teams. Uh that's what the 49ers are. The four, that's why I think that, that, that's a good matchup with Baltimore because they can slow down Baltimore. 
San Francisco is one of the few teams in the league that can slow down Baltimore. I, I, 49ers, some people are ready to sell their stock. I'm not quite ready to do that. I like San Francisco. San Francisco at three. Um, At two, the Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson, A. Pete Curl, A. GM front office, A. I love everything what Seattle has become this year. And quite frankly, they they are my NFC favorite as of right now. They're my NFC favorite. Uh, they're, they're the two seed right now. With Seattle, the way how they're running the football and the way how they're playing defense, they lead the league in takeaways. Seattle leads the league in takeaways. The roster is not as good as uh, the Vikings or the 49ers. The rosters are not as good as those teams. But they're well coached. They're led by Russell Wilson on offense. And they can finally run the football effectively. And they generate turnovers. They generate a lot of turnovers. I, I, I am a complete buyer with the Seahawks. Seattle at two. I tried to warn you guys. Seattle at two. And at one, Baltimore. I have I have I, I have I've had Baltimore at number one for like a month now. Baltimore is clearly the best team in football. It's not even a discussion. They have beaten teams on this list. Why not Baltimore? They lead the league in time possession. This is the best offensive year in franchise history. Like, Baltimore, the league is playing catch-up. The league is playing catch-up. Everybody's trying to find out what, what, what's Baltimore doing. What, what, what's making them so good? The league is playing catch-up, and Baltimore is just running the league. Give more props to John Harbaugh. He's doing a hell of a job with them. Baltimore at number one. I had them at number one for, uh, for like a month now, so... Baltimore number one, I don't know how you can go against that. That's my weekly top ten. I feel very confident about that top ten right there.
Okay, so I know you guys want to hear my takes. So, on Sunday, we had the 49ers and Ravens. And as you looked at that matchup, you was like, yeah, these look like two Super Bowl teams. These look like two teams that can possibly meet in the Super Bowl, and they look like they're Super Bowl caliber. And then on Monday night, you had the Vikings and the Seahawks. And you're like, yeah, those two teams are heavyweights. They can both, they, they both are really good. And this is what I have to say. Looking at those games, seeing those teams play, that was good. Seattle and Minnesota, that was a great game. Both teams, I mean, first of all, let's start with Seattle. Seattle, beginning of the season, I questioned how good Seattle was because they had a few, they had several games early in the season where they won by the skin of their teeth. Either Russell Wilson had made a great play and they, Russell Wilson had did the amazing and he did the impossible and he did some superhuman type stuff. Or the other team would miss a field goal. They would just win like that. They were winning games like that. And they struggled at home early to Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. And I was like, uh, this Seahawks team, they'll probably make the playoffs. But uh, I don't know how far they go. But these last few weeks, like after, since the 49ers game, This Seahawks defense has turned into one of the best defenses in the league. Um, And surprisingly, they lead the league in takeaways. The Seahawks defense lead the league in takeaways. So that creating and generating turnovers is not a problem. With the Seahawks, I thought early in the season, I thought they were too Russell Wilson dependent. And I was in the thinking and the mindset of, oh, if Russell Wilson don't make this play, or if the if the opposing team's kicker makes this field goal, instead of them being ten and two, they're gonna be like eight and five if things don't go their way. But that's just how the National Football League works. That's how I mean. That's just how it works. You, you, you got to have some luck. You got to have things go your way. But Seattle, the way if you look out of the way and on paper, especially, the, well, on paper on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, this is, this, 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 is, this is not a great roster that you have on paper. I mean, if you look at the Minnesota, if you look at the Vikings roster, you look at the 49ers roster as far as defense, you're like, uh, Seattle, they don't, they, they don't match up. But Seattle, for me, as of today, with Seattle being the two seed, Seattle is, if, I had, if you're telling me to pick a team that was going to go to the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC, I would pick Seattle. And let me tell you why. First of all, they have an A coach, P. Curl. Uh, P. Curl is an A coach. Second of all, 
They have an A quarterback. They have an A dynamic playmaking quarterback with some escapability we have never seen in this league. We have never seen it in league history. They have that going for themselves. They can win on the road. Seattle has shown the capability to win on the road. Russell Wilson is one is probably the best road quarterback in my generation. Russell Wilson is the best road quarterback in my generation. He's won on the road. I seen him do I seen him do it. Their defense has come a long way. Their defense have come a long way. Uh, they have made acquisitions to help uh, buffer up their defense. And they, 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 they picked up Javion Clowney, who some were questionable of. But I like Clowney. I like Clowney. He's a good run stopper. And when you need him to get to the quarterback, he can do that as well. Quadre Diggs, small safety from um, he's a small, he's a small, he's a, he's a, he's not one of your big safeties. He's a small, he's a smaller safety that they acquire from Detroit, but he's a, he's a big hitter. He's playing a big role in Seattle, and I, uh, I like where he fits. I just like the Seattle team. I like what they show me. And most importantly with Seattle, most importantly, Seattle is a team that can now run the football. They had 220 rushing yards last night against Minnesota, a good, a good Minnesota team. Minnesota, I mean, Seattle has shown us they can run the football. So you, get, you, you, you give me a combination of a coach. A quarterback. Defense is emerging and turning into one of the best. And to, and statistically, they lead the league in takeovers and or, or, or takeaways. And now Seattle has found their run offense. This is this, this, this is a Super Bowl win. This is a Super Bowl caliber team now. At first, I was like, okay. Seattle, they get to the playoffs, and Seattle, they they'll probably win. They'll probably win a game or two. But now, I feel as such, this is a team that can make a a, a Super Bowl run. This is a team that can make a Super Bowl run. And this is what I saw last night. I this is what I saw last night. Last Pete Curl even said it after the game. That felt like a like a like an NFC Championship game. That felt like a playoff game. Seattle, I, I mean, I try to tell people, Seattle is right there. They're they're right there, and for the last few weeks, on my top ten, they've been in that four, five, three range. They've been in that range. So what? Somewhat. I look at Seattle. And I like what I see. I like what I see from Seattle. I like what I see from Seattle. Um, with, 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 with Minnesota, 
and they 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 have struggled defensively a little bit, especially in the secondary. Um, even though their front seven gave up 220 rushing yards last night, people are gonna point the finger at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, he's having a good season, and yeah, down the stretch he could have made some better throws, but Kirk Cousins was not the reason why they lost this game. They lost Dalvin Cook. So no Dalvin Cook, no Adam Thielen, and practically, and practically no Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs was not himself. Stefan Diggs was not himself. Stefan Diggs was not himself, and in a game like that, you would think he would, you know. Show up in some big moments and some big spots, and he didn't. Not really worried about Minnesota though. Minnesota's eight and four. Uh, they they'll probably finish. They'll probably finish eleven and five. They uh, I don't know if they win a division, but but right now, right now though, right now, I like Minnesota better better than Green Bay. I think I take Minnesota over Green Bay as we speak. I take Minnesota over Green Bay as we speak. I'm sorry. I will take them as we speak because with with Green Bay, I feel the sense of they're soft up front. They're soft up front. Okay? They're soft up front. They're finesse. And my main thing is Especially on the road. I, I see it a lot on the road with Green Bay. And also, Matt LaFleur. I don't know how good of a coach he is. I don't know if he's a great coach. I don't know if he's a good coach. I don't know if he's an average coach. It's a lot of unknown with Green Bay. And I feel like I know a, I know a lot more about Minnesota. I know a lot more about Minnesota and what they're about. In Minnesota, they just ran into a better team last night. And here come the Seahawks. As of right now, I think the Seahawks will have to be my favorites. They will have to be my favorites. They will have to be my favorites. I'm sorry. The the, the Seattle Seahawks will have to be my NFC favorites as of right now. You know, I know people are going to bring up the Saints, and people love the Saints. The Saints are the NFC version of New England. 40-year-old quarterbacks with no over-the-top dynamic playmakers. Michael Thomas is a possessional Wide receiver. He's a good. He's a great wide receiver, but he's a he's a possessional guy, and I just don't trust that. I, they don't have they don't have a guy that can beat you over the top. They don't they don't have a guy that can beat you over the top. Sorry, they just don't have a guy that can beat you over the top. I'll be back on the next second to talk about. Uh, I got some Browns talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Freddie Kitchens and the Browns and what stupid decision he made. This past week.
Okay, we're back. So, I want to get to Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. First, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Pittsburgh won, as I predicted correctly. And Mike Tom's doing a hell of a job with coaching this team. I mean, they're 7-5 as a wild card team in the playoffs. I think they'll make it. And who would have thought? After losing Le'Veon Bell, after losing Antonio Brown, and after losing Big Ben Roethlisberger week two, who would have thought they would have made? They would have went seven and five and possibly making the playoffs. Have a chance to even make the playoffs. I don't know if because the AFC is so bad, or. Or, or, or Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is just a good coach. Mike Tomlin is a Mike Tomlin is a great coach. He's a great coach, and this is his, this is by far his best coaching job. And I am hands on, and he has my vote for coach of the year. He has my vote for coach of the year, Mike Tomlin. But we know the big story out of these two coaches is. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens and the Cleveland Browns. And I've been talking about the Browns all year. I've been talking about the Browns all year. The good and the bad and the ugly. It's been it's been more bad than good. But I've been talking about it all with the Browns. Baker Mayfield, Odell, Freddie Kitchens. And I just want to say, great coaches overcome obstacles. Lousy coaches Lousy coaches create and intensify obstacles and situations. And this is what exactly Freddie Kitchens did. No, in no means I'm saying that the shirt caused the Browns the game. Because, no, that did not cause the Browns the game. What caused the Browns the game was the Browns letting up a 10 to a 10 point lead. That That's what caused the Browns the game. But this did... This did Help and players did see this. Pittsburgh, I'm sure, did see this and listen to this stupidity. And this is stupid. This is just stupid. And this is this just this, this gives Cleveland some leeway to go ahead and fire Freddie Kitchens because I believe he's already fired. It's just unofficial, and they they, they just haven't announced yet. But I think he's I think he's done. His head's on the chopping board. He's done. Listen to this idiotic, stupid ex- excuse that Freddie Kitchens gives for wearing the Pittsburgh started his t-shirt. I mean, why? Go ahead and listen to this stupidity. No, I, the t-shirt didn't have anything to do with us. You're right. Uh, at the minus one moving out. I wore a t-shirt. I wore a jacket with it. Um, my daughters wanted me to wear the shirt and... I'd wear it again. I'd put a jacket on. I covered it up. I took a picture with a fan. That was as simple as that, you know. T-shirt. I mean, t-shirt didn't cause us to give up forty-yard passes, and we were ready to play. That's now you're absolutely right, Freddie. The t-shirt did not cause you guys to give up forty-yard passes, but but let's go back. He he he, he said. His daughters told him to wear the t-shirt. Okay. His daughters told him to wear the t-shirt. I wonder who is the fan who 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 who's running the family? Who is the who, who who's the parent? <laughs> who's the parent? 
<laughs> he said his daughter's made him put on a t-shirt. Who are the parents? Who are the parents? Listen to this. Can't make this up. You can't make this up. Listen, I, I, the t-shirt didn't have anything to do with us uh, at the minus one moving out. I wore a t-shirt. I wore a jacket with it. Um, my daughters want me to... Mind you, he wore a jacket with it because he already knew it was wrong for him to w be wearing a t-shirt. He already knew he was in the wrong. He wore a jacket over it. He wore a jacket over the t-shirt. And he took a picture of it with a fan. Really? That sounds like a rookie mistake. That sounds like what a position coach would do. That does not sound like an action or a thing that would be committed by a head coach. This is not a real head coach. Not a real leader. And I hate to give him Freddie Kitchens like this because I'm sure he's a good guy in person. I'm sure he's a good guy in person. But this is what I do. This is my thing. I have to be critical. Uh, this is this this is this this is the straight stupidity. This is stupid. The shirt and I'd wear it again. I wore a jacket with it. Um, my daughters want me to wear the shirt and I'd wear it again. I'd put a jacket on. I covered it up. I took a picture with a fan. He covered it up. Put a jacket on because he knew it was wrong. And first of all, and, and here go the biggest thing. Why are you listening to your daughters? You can tell them, sweetie, I, yeah, the, the the shirt is funny. Maybe I can wear it around the house. It's a lounge shirt. Shouldn't be wearing it out in public. Duh. Duh. Shouldn't be wearing it out in public. Come on, Freddie Kitchens. You're better than this. Or are you better than this? I don't know. I don't know. But just straight, just straight stupid. Just, just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's my daughter's told me to wear it. Oh, okay. So if daughters tell you to jump over a bridge, you gonna do it? <laughs> your do your daughters tell you to jump off a bridge, you gonna do it? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Daughters told you to do it. Freddie Kitchens for you and the Cleveland Browns. That explains how their season is going. Now I also want to bring something to you. Uh, my guy, Bake, Baker Mayfield, my guy, Bake, everybody think Bake was this and Baker is that, Baker has all these commercials and very little wins, what Baker did last year, what he did last year, to, to war, and it, 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 it's so funny that it happened this year again. Towards the end of the season, the Browns got a fluffy schedule. They got a fluffy schedule towards the end of their season last year. And we can say, I, I, I know I just went I just went ham on Freddie Kitchens. I know. I just went crazy on Freddie Kitchens. But we gotta ask ourselves this. Because the Browns they're, they're, they're gonna fire Freddie Kitchens. They're gonna fire him. Because the Browns, they're going to finish, they're going to probably finish 9, they're going to probably finish 79, 6-10. With all that's been going on, he wearing the shirt and the altercation with Pittsburgh. And not to mention just with all the drama and all the chaos that's been going on in Cleveland this whole entire season. He's 
He's pretty much gone. He's pretty much gone. And he's going to be unemployed. But Cleveland do have to realize they do have a bigger problem on their hands. They have a bigger problem on their hands. And I don't think it's going to be as easy to just wipe away as they think. Or to fix. Baker Mayfield. Baker. <laughs> I mean, he has more commercials than wins. I've been saying that before, Stephen A. I, 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 I've been saying that. he. I've been saying he has more commercials than wins months ago. I said that way before Stephen A. said it. Uh, uh, I, I mean, Baker. Just, I mean, I'm going to read. I'm going to read you guys out Baker's numbers from this year. Baker numbers this year. Completion percentage, 60% dead last. Passer rating at a 79.9, dead last. Interceptions with 14. Oh, that's third most in football. We're, 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 we're not going to talk about Baker. We, 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 just can't, we just can't run over Baker. Baker, and let me, let me tell you this. And Baker has it all laid out for him. Because you can't give me the excuse. He don't have weapons. He don't have this. Oh, no, 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 no. Baker has two dynamic running backs. He has, a, he has a good crop of running backs. And outside of probably Minnesota, he probably has the best receiving core in football. But I find it quite funny how... And I get Kirk Cousins. I get that Kirk Cousins isn't the guy that we we thought we 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 look at him as he should be. I get it. I get it. Kirk, you we all want Kirk Cousins to be better, but Kirk Cousins has MVP numbers this year. Kirk Cousins have he's on his way to the playoffs this year. Kirk Cousins. Has a winning record this year, and we just we just we just bang on Kirk Cousins. We just love the bang on Kirk Cousins, and um, I can be I can admit that I I've been hard on Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins this year, sixty nine point three completion percentage, three thousand yards with three twenty three touchdowns and four interceptions, and we talk about Kirk Cousins like he's a bum. We we I mean, we we talk about Kirk Cousins like he's a bum, and and, and no means and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Famer and he's a top ten quarterback. I'm not saying that, but we can't just cover our eyes. We can't just cover our eyes when we're talking about Baker and cover our ears when we're talking about Baker. But and then when when we when we bang on Kirk Cousins and bang on Kirk Cousins about how good he could be and should be. Uh, he, he he has MVP numbers. Kirk Cousins has MVP numbers. He's twenty three touchdowns, four interceptions. Baker B- Baker's dead last. He, he's he's probably the worst quarter. He's he's the worst starting quarterback in the league statistically. And we 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 we, we don't get on Baker. Why? We all talking about it's Freddie Kitchens. No, Baker's had this is his third coach. Hugh, Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Freddie Kitchens. Now he's going on to his fourth coach in two years. 
this Freddie Kitchens thing, yes, Freddie Kitchens has a problem. He's not a head coach. He's a positions coach, and he was out of his lane. He was out of his lane, and they moved him up to the big boy status a little too quickly. He shouldn't have been the head coach in the first place. But Baker, he's your number one draft pick. Baker is your franchise guy. This is who everybody told me he was going to be the next Brett Favre. He was going to be the next Russell Wilson. I, I, I don't think he's that good. I, and I think, I know he's not that good. I know he's not that good. He's not Brett Favre good. He's not Russell Wilson good. So you can calm down and slow down that talk. I, I, I just don't get it how, you know, we bang on Kirk Cousins and we talk about how good Kirk Cousins should be and how much better. But I see a different Kirk this year, and we don't get on Baker. We we just love Baker for some reason. I I, I don't know. I I don't I don't get it. I, I I find that to be some 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 hypocrisy right there. But hey, it is what it is. Now on to New England. New England, they lost to Houston, Sunday Night Football to Houston. They lost to Houston. First time Houston beat New England in nearly 10 years. Um, Bill O'Brien, he was, I think, previously 0-4 going against Belichick in New England as the Texans coach. He was 0-4, 0-5, one of the two. And New England got completely outdone. They got, they got dominated. And this is my New England take. And I said this in my top 10. First of all, the, the, that's why you got to look at these games. You got to look at these games because New England had more first downs. New England had more yards. And New England had time. They, let, they had more time of possession. But what those stats won't tell you is New England, those, those were garbage yards. By the time New England started racking up and calculating all those yards and first downs, the game was over. Houston had a 28-9 lead. The game was over. It was far gone. The game was over, and, and Houston had the game won. They was up 28-9 with seven minutes left. So the game was practically over, and New England racked up garbage yards. So those stats and the, the score... That's why I said you got to look at the games because the stats and the scores can be deceiving because New England got garbage yards. They got garbage yards, garbage points, and garbage first downs at the end of that game because the, st- because the game was over. And that's why I said scores, stats, numbers could be deceiving and you can use them to your own ability. But New England, we're going to talk about New England's big problem. We all know New England's big problem not having enough not having enough explosiveness explosiveness offensively, um, and I'm not saying with this with this offense and the way how it looks they they can't get back to the Super Bowl the way how it looks. Now, if they can somehow some way clean it up and tool it up and find and generate some type of offense. I would not mind picking New England to get back to the Super Bowl, but I just worry, and this is this is one of my things because I picked New England. Yes, I picked New England to win that game on Sunday night, but when they go against a dynamic quarterback and special talents such as Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, 
when you go up against those guys, your defense could be great all at once. Your defense could be great all at once. You could have ballers everywhere. But those guys are going to score points. And once again, New England got scored on. And Houston scored nearly 30 points. New England, Houston scored 28 points. And New England couldn't match it. And that is my issue. In the postseason, you're going against Kansas City. Or if you're going against Baltimore... And your defense gives up 20 because, get this, New England two losses have came against AFC opponents that are playoff contenders, that have young, dynamic, special, talented quarterbacks with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and Houston and Deshaun Watson. Both young, special, talented, dynamic guys. And when your defense run into those guys, they're going to give up 20. And look at this. New England is 10-0 this year when they give up 20 or less. But when, the, when New England gives up 20 or more, they're 0-2. And you know why they're 0-2 when they give up 20 or more points? Because they cannot. They, they, they cannot, they, like I said, I said this a couple months, I said this a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. New England does not have, they don't have a guy that can just give them cheap points. You know how you can just give it to a guy and he can just break one for 60 yards? New England don't have that. New England does not have that. And that's what the Patriots are lacking. And when they come, when it comes down to having to score just 20, I'm not even talking about 30 or 35 points. I'm talking about 20 points. They can't do that. They can't, they can't, they can't generate enough turnovers or enough special teams help to do that because it just can't do that. They got you gotta have some offensive productivity, and I just don't see enough of it. I don't see enough of it. I do not see enough of it from New England. And now they have to play Kansas City this week. And Kansas City got all their they got all their horses ready for offense. They got all their horses ready on offense. Mahomes is fully healthy. Uh their deep Kansas City defense is playing a little bit better. It's been playing a lot better these last few weeks. So New England has a tough task ahead of them. And if they can some way, somehow get past this week, they'll be fine. But New England has to watch out. Being 10-3, falling to 10-3, and, and losing to Kansas City, that can be a, that can be a huge eye-opener to some who still have New England as the team to beat in the AFC. And by any means, I'm not saying New England can't get back to the Super Bowl. But with this type of offensive productivity and them not being capable of scoring 20 points or more, they will not get back to the Super Bowl. I can assure you of that. I'll be back in the next segment.
Okay, so one last thing um, before I let you guys go. It's been a good audio adventure. It's been good. It's been great. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, as I mentioned, the college football playoff, uh, this, the, the, this week's rankings, it comes out. And before it comes out, I want to give you guys my predictions and what I think. Now, we have wrapped up, we have wrapped up rivalry, rivalry week, weekend. And Auburn played Alabama, Georgia played Georgia Tech, and Ohio State played Michigan. We got all of those matchups out the way. We all know Alabama failed, so they are eliminated from the four. They won't make the four at all. I don't think they were going to make it no way. So basically, it comes down to the Big 12 champion, Georgia. And Utah. Now I think here goes here goes my thing. I think these are three locks: Clemson, LSU, Ohio State. I think if Ohio State, if I, I don't think they will, I think Ohio State will finish undefeated. But if Ohio State was to lose to Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. I think Ohio State will still make it. If LSU was to lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think Georgia, I think LSU would still make it. I think with Georgia winning, I think it would heighten their chances of making it. Now here goes my thing. Three best teams in the country so this, this so far this year has been hands down. LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. All three are undefeated. I think all three will win their conference. Now, that means, do you let a two-loss Georgia team get in? Or the Big 12 champion get in? Which I think would be Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will beat Baylor again. and, And Oklahoma will become the Big 12 champion. And I think Oklahoma would have would be a one-loss conference champ, and then Utah would be a one-loss conference champ, and they would they would they first they either play or I think they would play Oregon in the Big Pac-12 championship, and they would either win that, and they'd be a one-loss Pac-12 champ, one-loss Oklahoma. Or a two-loss Georgia that lost to LSU in the SEC championship game. For me, it's not all. It, it's you know they try to make it seem like it's all about picking up the, the the best four teams. But for me, as of right now, I think the best equipped and suited team. Against these three opponents is Oklahoma because I feel like Oklahoma they can give us a wow factor. They can give us that. Uh, uh, they can give us that spark where if LSU can score forty, Oklahoma gonna be able to come back down and strike again. Same thing against Clemson and Ohio State. I think Oklahoma can do that. But my three best teams. 
It's Clemson, Ohio State, LSU. And I think Ohio State will be one. I think LSU will be two. Clemson will be three. And Georgia would be four. But Utah at five and, and Oklahoma at six. That is my rankings. That is how I think it fares. But we will see and know more. That's not my final. I'm just predicting what I, I'm just that's just my predictions for what will go down in this week's rankings. That is my rankings for this week. I will give you my rankings after after the conference weekend, after champion after conference championship weekend. I will be sure to give you guys my rankings. But I just wanted to touch bases on that really quickly. Uh, to end off this episode, this has been great. We got a lot around the corner. We got NBA Christmas basketball uh, coming up. Playoff, NFL playoffs are shortly around the corner. By the end of this month, we're, we're there. And then... We're going into bowl season with college football. We, we, it's big. So thank you guys for hanging in there. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I hope you guys enjoy this. Keep clicking. Keep clicking. And keep spreading and marketing the word. Keep spreading this podcast. Because we're, we're, we're getting close and close to a tremendous landmark. And I hope we can hit it before the end of of the year. I hope we can hint. I'm not going to tell you guys. But when it happens. I When it happens. I will tell you guys. And I hope we can hit it before the new year. Thank you guys. And I'm out.